0: You're listening to the Law Careers Net podcast, a monthly podcast designed to give you everything you need to know about becoming a lawyer. Hello and welcome back to the Law Careers Net podcast, sponsored by the University of Law. In this episode, we speak to Emma Dennis, Diversity and Inclusion Manager at international law firm Gowling WLG. Gowling is also the sponsor of our new diversity hub on Law Careers Net. We had a chat about what's happening in the legal profession in terms of diversity and inclusion, and more specifically, what Gowling is doing in this area and issues we should all be aware of. Plus, Emma shares her tips for aspiring lawyers on how to research firms and find the right fit for you. Over to Emma.
1: So hi, my name is Emma Dennis. I'm Diversity and Inclusion Manager at Gowling WLG. Um, I've been here, I think, two and a half years now within the firm, but have a, a sort of long history working um, on diversity inclusion in professional services. I'm really pleased to be here today.
0: Great, um, and I'm really excited to chat to you today about diversity and inclusion you know what it really means why aspiring lawyers and students should be thinking about it and I guess the first thing to say is that it, you know has become something of a buzzword that kind of seems to be everywhere at the moment so perhaps you could kind of start by saying what what does it really mean?
1: Yeah of course I mean diversity the base of it it's it's what makes us all who we are it's all the this the little things and the differences between us that make us all amazing individual people. So that can be things like your gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, your race, if you've got a disability, if you've got children at home, if you're a carer, all of that stuff that makes us all unique. And inclusion is is bringing all that together. So making sure that specifically within a workplace, that we can come together with all these different experiences and characteristics and be in a culture where we can be ourselves and achieve our potential and what we we want to achieve and feel valued and not have to hide who we are in the workplace we want everyone to feel like they belong basically that's the the whole essence of the inclusion piece
0: and and I, I guess you kind of answered the question which is you know why should students think about that but I think you've kind of probably already answered that in that you know people should be able to bring their full selves to work and, and all, all the ways that they might be different um so it's definitely something that students should be thinking about right Definitely, because I
1: think for students, they're at, they're at the start of their career. So you want to start your career and, and workplaces where you can be exactly who you are and be bring your authentic selves to work. It takes a lot of energy to hide parts of yourself. And if you're hiding parts of who you are, then you're not giving you're not being able to reach your full potential in the workplace. So I think it's really important to look for firms that really embrace diversity and inclusion as part of who they are as an organisation so that you're sort of setting yourself off on the right foot as you then move through your career and can be 100% who you are.
0: Great. And I think we'll come back a bit later to the idea of how, how students and aspiring noise can kind of research firms um, in terms of, of what they do in terms of um, diversity and inclusion. But you know, more broadly, what is happening in the legal profession? What is changing? You know, we hear diversity and inclusion you know, thrown around quite a lot. And it seems like there is a lot going on. Can you kind of summarise any big changes that are going on?
1: Yeah, so I think historically the the legal profession has been seen as a very sort of elite area to work. So recruiting from really elite educational institutions and it's historically been a really white male dominated industry. But I definitely starting to see that change across the across the sector, particularly at Gowling, there's things that like we don't look necessarily at the types of universities our students are going to. We're interested in what they've achieved within their educational setting. And I think we're seeing a big shift from a historical focus mostly on gender in law and trying to get more, more women into and then through to the top of the profession. That's historically been sort of the main focus area and I'm now seeing a lot more effort being put into things like looking at race within the industry looking at disability and starting to branch out more what firms are are focusing on in terms of diversity from my experience with going I think what I'm seeing as well is that this is getting really important to our clients so we have um, certain clients that that we do work for that regularly ask us to to provide data on the diversity of the teams that are working on their matters and that's a big that's a big change because we can we've historically given overall firm data on diversity but they're really getting into the detail now of like it's great that you've got a diverse firm but we want to see that reflected in the people that are working for us and I think I've seen a lot more outreach to try and attract underrepresented groups into law and that's going from full age children up throughout up to university age um, students as well so it just seems like there is a it's always been important but it feels like there's a lot more energy going into to to actually realizing change and, and seeing change happen
0: yeah that's great and in terms of things that are you know actually happening at Gowling you know perhaps you can kind of talk a bit about what's going on in your firm and um, what's Gowling's approach to, to diversity and inclusion you mentioned a couple of things there already
1: yeah so we, we've been focused on d for, for a number of years and it's a real central part of what we do as a firm we're, we're fundamentally we're a people business that so we need great people here to be able to service our clients and for the firm to grow and us to succeed so we've got a dedicated DI team at here at the firm um, who are focused on this and we're supported by our chairman Andy Stiliano. Each member of our board is really invested in our DNI efforts and really get involved. And it's quite an exciting time actually. We're, we're in the middle of launching our new DNI strategy, which is called Inclusion for All. And it's a real change for us to what we've been doing in the last last few years because it's called Inclusion for All for, for a couple of reasons. The first one is the most obvious we want everybody at Gowling to feel included. We want everybody to feel that they belong here but we also know that we can't achieve that unless everybody at the firm is playing a part so there's a real shift into the whole firm having accountability for us making progress in dni and it's expected that all of our teams all of our people will do specific things to help us move us fo- move us forward on this journey, so we're we're sort of at the start of a really exciting time. There's a lot of opportunity within the firm for us to to really accelerate our progress and for everybody to to have a part to play.
0: I really like that idea of everyone kind of being held accountable or kind of being responsible for it because I think people you know traditionally might have been oh that's just something that HR or people in talent or whatever do or you know it's about getting people into the business but actually you know every single part of, of someone's career you know they can kind of do more to support people from underrepresented backgrounds I think that's a really good philosophy to have in the firm. Exactly
1: and it's it's so important because we can't do everything centrally as much as we would love to me and my team we would love to be able to fix everything but it's a real it's a group effort to really see change happen it touches every part of the business so every part needs to be involved.
0: And now a short message from our podcast sponsor the University of Law. The University of Law will help you reach your ambitions by delivering an outstanding academic and employment focused experience honing key skills in a teaching environment based on real legal practice. As soon as you begin your studies with the University of Law you'll learn how to think and act like a lawyer. Whether your aspirations are in law or other fields, their courses will balance academic rigour and practical skills, so your career starts from day one. Find out more about studying at the University of Law with the link in the podcast description. And and, and more specifically, you know, what happens internally in in Gallo? What networks do you you have? You know, what sort of kind of initiatives um, do you do internally?
1: So we've got five employee networks and they are really, I guess, the heart and soul of what we're trying to do across the firm um, so we've got embrace or our race network enable for disability um, family matters are our family and carers network open house is our lgbt network and thrive is our gender network and they're they're all there really to raise awareness of issues specific to their networks to provide education to our people to provide support and networking opportunities and i think importantly a safe space for our people as well to raise any issues or concerns that they might be having And they run a huge number of events which help to do all of those things that I've just listed. So things for recognising certain days like International Women's Day, Black History Month, um, International Day of People with Disabilities. So they run a lot of different events, but also they get really involved in conversations that help drive change at an organisational level. So our Embrace Network a couple of years ago with the murder of George Floyd, it obviously highlighted the Black Lives Matter movement across the firm. Um, so that network pulled together a number of let's talk about race sessions, where we had sort of two, 300 people on each call. And it was a real opportunity for our people across the firm to react to what had happened um, and what was happening in society and to feedback what we needed to do as a firm to improve in this area. And the importance of that is that we then put together our Black Lives Matter action plan based off of those calls. So our people had real in input into what we as a firm wanted to do to move forward in this area. So they play a really crucial role, our networks, and they're a great way for all of our people across the firm to get involved in our in our i effort. There's a huge amount that we do on top of the networks, and it's it's hard to break it all down because they, there's just so much. But we, we have a number of different projects on at the moment. So one of our big projects at the moment that we're working on is thriving in partnership and this this is completely focused on gender and trying to get more women into partnership not only into partnership but staying with the firm when they get to partner um, and our board recognized probably a couple of years ago now that progress we were making progress in terms of gender and we had been making progress for a number of years but it was slow and we really wanted to deep dive into what can we do to accelerate this because we we know we've got fantastic women at the firm what can we do to to make sure that we get them through to partnership and um, so we did our biggest research project to date so a huge amount of sort of qualitative and quantitative research talking to our people looking at all our data to go what are the pinch points where we've got issues what are the things that we need to do more of what are the things we need to do less of to make sure that we can we can achieve gender equality so that ended up in a, in a massive report with 22 things that the firm need to do um, to really accelerate progress around things like culture, talent management, um, reward and recognition, and what the future sort of working models for partnership look like. So that's a huge piece of work we're sort of implementing at the moment, but there's a big drive to, to do all that we can as an organisation to, to push forward on on diversity and inclusion across the board
0: and i guess kind of a part of um this reporting is making targets and kind of reporting on that as well so you know what do you do in terms of of making targets
1: yeah we do have targets at the firm specifically around females in partnership Um, And our targets are to get to 25% female partners by 2021 and to 30% by 2026. So those targets, I think, were set in around 2017. Um, And I'm delighted to say that we we got to 26% female um, partners this year for 2021. So we we sort of smashed our target for this year and we'll be working towards getting to the 30% by 2026. But I think it's it's also important to note that 30% isn't an end goal for us when we initially set these targets that was that was a stretch goal for us but as we go through the next few years it's not like we're going to get to 30% and go yeah we're just done now (laughs) we're done we're completely done we will continue to to increase the number of of women that we've got in partnership
0: that's great to hear I think it's useful to have incremental change because you know that that makes it more manageable sometimes how are you attracting diverse talent then you mentioned you, you know outreach being being a big part of kind of your diversity inclusion strategy what does that exactly mean so there's, there's so many things we
1: do, a huge number of different things. So we, we've we recently set up a bursary scheme with the University of Birmingham that specifically is focusing on black talent in law. And that scheme, we've just had our first three people start on that who get a, burs- a financial contribution to their learning. But also, I think more importantly, get access to a Gowling WLG mentor and work experience at the firm to help them sort of through through their university studies and then when they're looking to apply for um, a training contract so we do that we do a lot of work with with schools as part of the prime and SMBP programs so we, we get involved with schools and then we partner with different organizations as well to try I think to, to raise our profile as a diverse employer but also to try and attract diverse students to apply with us and I think that's been we've seen some real real successes in that area. I think the key thing is to not keep doing what you've been doing for years and then question why you're not getting any diverse candidates come through. You have to reach out and go to organizations that are actively attracting diverse candidates. So we do things internally as well to try and get rid of any biases in our processes for for our early talent programs. We've got sort of a structured process that removes any bias and we've given training to our recruiters on unconscious bias. We blind review CVs, so we take out any information on sort of names and um, education history. So there's things that we can do internally to try and make sure that no bias is playing into any of our processes. And then, as I've said, then to work with the right people externally as well to attract diverse talent.
0: And I guess a big part of attracting kind of diverse talent and people from underrepresented backgrounds is students and, and those kind of people being able to find out about what's going on in, in Gowling. And, and that kind of comes back to that idea of, you know, if a student is thinking, you know, I don't know what law firm's right for me. How do I know, you know, what diversity and inclusion stuff is going on in firms? How would you say that students can find out about that?
1: So I think there's a number of ways. I mean, the obvious one is say look on the firm websites but I know from from my own experience they're not always 100% up to date because there's so much activity happening so I think a really important thing is to really utilize social media and particularly I think LinkedIn is fantastic I know from from a Gowling perspective as a firm and number of individuals that work through the firm will repeatedly sort of share the great things that we're doing in this space Um, And Instagram as well, we've got a a trainee account on Instagram that shares a number of things that our current trainees are doing and things about our upcoming campaigns. So I think social media is really powerful, um, a powerful way to connect, to connect with what's really happening within firms. I'd say as well, keep an eye out for events that are happening I think particularly the last year or so it's been a lot easier to connect with firms because everything's been virtual and there is still that mix of virtual and and live events happening but have a look sign up to any mailing lists for so you get notification of events happening and come along to them either virtually or in person because they're a great way to meet people and to have conversations and build those relationships and get a real flavor for what a firm's like in reality Um, and you can always ask people with firms as well I get that quite a lot through LinkedIn that people will, will ask questions on what we're doing so never be afraid to just sort of get in touch I think we always like it when when people are interested I do anyway. when people are interested in what I'm doing I'm happy to talk about it Great. And I definitely
0: think that, that I do meeting people from from the firm is such an important part of finding out what like, the culture is like or in you know, diversity inclusion, because, you know, people, you know, firms can say stuff on social media and, you know, websites, but meeting people is going to be the best, like truest insight into, into what it's actually like. So Exactly. Yeah.
1: And like I say, everybody sort of, you look, everybody sort of says the same sort of thing. It's really important to, to get to know, to get to know people, I think, is where you really see what firms are like and what they're doing.
0: What's going to happen in the future in terms of diversity inclusion? What are kind of the growing areas that, that the legal profession is looking at? So I think there's a a
1: few things that are happening at the moment that I think are going to have an impact, but we don't necessarily know what that impact is at the moment. And I think the the big one that's always front of my mind is that we've all moved, a lot of firms have now moved to this hybrid working model, sort of splitting between working in the office and working from home. And I think this will have an impact in terms of diversity and inclusion, but we don't know necessarily what that impact is going to be yet. So whether is this going to be better for women? Is this going to be worse for women? How does this hybrid model impact on people starting out in their careers versus those that are more established in their careers? So I think it's an area to really sort of keep an eye on. And I think from from my perspective, I'll be looking to see what the impact of this is as we sort of move through into this new way of working. What else have I seen? I think I think if I look back over the last couple of years, I think we're gonna see more, more of the sort of societal issues and challenges being brought up in the workplace. So if we we just looking back to 2020 and the murder of George Floyd and the impact that had at Gowling and what we do, I don't think that was an isolated incident. I feel like more of the the younger generation that are coming into the workplace really value what employers being able to get involved and do things when things are happening in society that that aren't right and that, that need action and then the other thing I'd say is around mental health and well-being I mean that's always been a focus um, and always has always been a focus here at Gowling but I think the last 18 months and the pandemic have really shown how important health and well-being is to to everybody I mean it's important to our people obviously because you want to feel like you're okay and you can do your job it's important as a business because we want to be able to to service our clients and and be successful but I think people are valuing their health and well-being a lot more now after the last the last few years. So I think firms will be looking more to what they can do to enhance what they're already providing to people.
0: A big thank you to Emma and Gowling for taking part in this episode and for sponsoring the Diversity Hub on Law Careers Net. There's a link in the description to the hub so you can find out more about diversity and inclusion in the legal profession. While you're there, don't forget to check out Gowling's Law Careers Net entry. The deadline to apply for the firm's vacation schemes and training contract is the 3rd of December, so make sure to get your application in on time. That's it for this episode, and this is the last episode of the year for us. We'll be back in 2022 with new episodes and new interviews, bringing you everything you need to know about becoming a lawyer. We'll see you then.